I am so excited for this guest because he is going to give you a look into a completely different way of finding a niche and being creative um, with things that you already have right within your home. And I am so excited to welcome Dan to the show, my friend. I am thrilled to, to be able to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Dave. How are you? I'm so well. And uh, when I saw your name pop up that we had you scheduled and I was get going to get to hear about your organizing niche, I was like, I was doing the Will Ferrell <laughs> dance, you know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it took us a minute to get it together, and I'm glad we did. So where are you calling in from, first of all? Where are you from? I'm from Michigan. I'm from southwest Michigan. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah. We're... What did you do before this? Tell us a little bit of, of your kind of origin story, who, Dan, and let's get your links and all this up uh, yeah. so people can 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 follow you, the dot organizer man on TikTok. Right. Um, were you always into organizing and how did you find legendary and then eventually settle on this niche? Well, I've been into organizing since I was uh, very, very young. My mom writes in a little excerpt, wrote an excerpt in my baby book saying that, you know, I was always picking up my own stuff. And if my stuff was clean, I was working on somebody else's. <laughs> I love that, man. So sounds like, it sounds like DNA, I think. where we're trying to get our kids, Dan. Okay. <laughs> I've worn many hats throughout my life. I'm 60 years old almost. In June, I'll be 60. So I've spent tons of time in the service industry, um, the mental health, health and wellness industry. I'm a certified um, life coach. So, um, yeah, I, I ended up in the spot where, where I was wanting to blend all of my passions together. The three of them, organizing is one and cooking is the other. And then coaching is the third. And so um, I found myself, uh, I found my way to legendary just like this. I was watching this show on, on Facebook hmm. and um, it woke me up. I, I just took notes. So yeah, that's how I found my way. That's crazy, man. So yeah. I wonder who, how it got shared, who you were following. I mean, do you even know? I can't remember. I can't. <laughs> that's the internet, man. I mean, you know. I don't know. It was really cool. I can describe the woman you were talking to and everything else. But that, that's really... in my life did I think I'd be um, I'd be sitting here talking to you. So this is great. This is really yeah. Cool. So how long ago was that that you just stumbled upon the show on Facebook? And yeah, let's let's. I want to understand how the timeline has happened here. It was just a little over a year ago. So it's fall of two thousand one. Okay that wow. I found legendary. And the crazy thing is, is I sat on it for six months. Really? I didn't do a thing. Nothing. I did. I just was normal. Yeah. Right. I hear that so much, but I, yeah, I was just, I wasn't ready. Right. I was stuck in my own rut. I, I just, I, it, it wasn't the time for me yet. And, um, but I found that time and man, once I dove into legendary, it was crazy what happened to my life. It's crazy. It's totally different than it was. Um, a year ago totally different wow wow so let and and this is this is emotional for you this is your life we're talking about after all <laughs> you know right yeah i mean it's uh it was like magic dust you know all of these different things that i loved i couldn't figure out how they were gonna all fit together 
Yeah. So, yeah, there's a great community to tap into, and I just I am forever grateful, and uh, it's always going to be a big part of my story. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we're thrilled to have you here. And when I saw you in a, one of our groups, and you were commenting, and you were talking about your organizing, um, the the organizing niche that you're in, I said, hey, we we got to we got to talk to this guy because I think that so many people, and we got to share your story around. I mean, because. After all, uh, you're somebody who came in with 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 no previous experience. It's not like you you literally just fumbled across one of these wake up legendaries. So it's it's really a tr a, a very organic success story, which which I would say all of them are here within legendary. Mm -hmm. um, as you were going through the challenge, and then eventually I see you enrolled into our blueprints program. How did you get clarity on that niche? Because I see. So many people, and I was just comment, you know, chatting back and forth with somebody in our blueprints group last night who was like, should I go broad? And I'm like, no, go specific. Just you're not going to get married to a niche. It's about learning how to enter a market, kind of choose some products and then turn clicks into cash. That's it. And it you can enter into any niche. You can stay there forever if you want to get married to that niche, kind of like I did to this niche. But I could also move into another niche if I needed to, because I know how to enter a market, choose products to promote on the back end, and then turn those clicks eventually into cash. How did you gain the clarity around the organizing niche that you're, that you settled on? I, I knew that, that um, I, I was working as an organizer <clears throat> and after the pandemonium, you know, um, things changed so drastically. Um, but I'd say that the key is the community. The community is what allowed me to find uh, my way. I did not have to do it by myself. Um, I've purchased a bunch of education. I'm, I'm always looking at different ways to uh, better myself. You know, as a coach, I'm really into self-improvement. And so, um, but the thing about Legendary that was so different is the community of people instantly um, ready and willing to share um, their knowledge and and to guide me along the way. So I had I had my instinct right. I knew what my passion was, and I actually teach some workshops on finding your passion. You know, really getting in touch with what it is you want. Like, who are you at your core? What drives you? What makes you excited? What makes you click? And once you figure that out, um, it organically will happen that you'll share that with the world. So I I knew a little bit already of where I wanted to go and what, what I wanted to do. But the community of people at Legendary really, man, they just wrapped their arms around me. And uh, anytime I needed anything, it, it was great. And the education's constantly changing too. So, the, you know, you guys are updating and and uh, yeah. everything's fresh. There's no, there's no, we did this five years ago and it's sitting in the can and we just keep repurposing it. It's alive. This program is constantly evolving and, uh, Man, you you tapped into something major, and it's really cool to be a part of. It's just fantastic. Well, one of the things that I did on Decade in a Day, which if any of you own the blueprints, you can go and register for Decade in a Day under the first module of the Affiliate Marketing Business Blueprint, so you can re-attend that. And I'm now hosting that full-time, and I did this last Friday specifically because I want to help our community transition into this sort of artificial intelligence sort of future that we have going on right now and learn how to use some of these tools in a way that's specific to our business models, a specific to affiliate marketing or specific to maybe selling your own course or coaching program. 
And so um, for those of you who own the blueprints or are thinking about it, I would encourage you to get back to that decade in a day because as you're saying, Dan, that's one thing that I've learned in this business. There's no one and done. It's constant ever just keeping kind of up with up to speed with things. And mm -hmm. some things are a distraction and some things really, you know, the, the, I think the, the foundational principles um, are, are, are timeless. And, and the other beautiful thing is, is that once you learn the foundational principles that we teach, both in the challenge and the blueprints, you really can go into any niche. You're not, it's not about joining an MLM and just only learning how to promote that product, although there's nothing wrong with that. We're really trying to teach people skills here so they're not dependent upon me or us, but so they're independent. This is not about keeping people on a subscription. It's not about trying to, it's none of that. It's just, we know the value of our information. That's why we sell it the way that we do. And, 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 and we really want to create independent people who focus on developing the skills. What are some of the skills Now you already had the kind of identifying and clarifying your passion? Uh, some of the kind of mindset stuff, being a life coach, what are some of the other skills that you've developed over the past year that have allowed you to turn some of these passions and, and knowledge that you have actually, you know, turn those clicks into cash? Is it, have you, has getting behind the camera been a, a huge breakthrough for you? Has, has copywriting been a skill that you've developed? What is something that you've added to your already clear repertoire of skills and knowledge that's helped you to be successful this last year? Yeah. <clears throat> What's really, really helped me was um, learning the insides um, and outs really of, of TikTok is where I started. And um, once I arrived at Legendary, that was just a, a small part of, of what was available um, in the training. And so I started there. That's one really cool thing that I love about Legendary too, is you don't have to like, uh, you can dive in at any point <clears throat> when you get the education. It's not like we have to show up this day and you have to go through this. I mean, the 15 day challenge is, is set up like that, but the rest, man, you can do it whatever way you want in any way you want. So um, the education uh, about TikTok and then kind of diving in and getting some confidence, I gained a, a, uh, I gained a confidence that I, I hadn't had before. And um, and it grew right. The more the more I, I tapped in, um, and the and the more the more I got comfortable in front of the camera, the more I was able to hone you know uh, my skills and, and tighten things up a little bit. You just get better and better and better at it. And you mentioned the community before, but I I, I want to ask some specific questions because I wonder if. Some people, when they hear, especially if they're new, well, the community's so great, they can't they they can't help but scratch their head and say, "Well, it's not been great to me yet. I'm new here. What does that mean?" And so I can imagine that being somebody who you seem like an like a, a kinesthetic learner, like emotion, like you're more experiential. Yes. Like you you want to experience. That's how you learn. Okay, and and um, versus totally analytical right? You're, it's almost like left brain, right brain. So it's kind of good to, to, to know um, how you like to learn. And I can imagine that, that there's a lot of you here who are kinesthetic learners, experiential, emotional. And so the community, I wonder if this has been true for you, seeing other people, you said you increased your confidence. 
has been being a part of the community and constantly day after day listening to people's stories and watching them execute. Has that in, in staying in the middle of our boat here, watching the success every day, has that been a part of your experiential confidence building? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you know, this for me, right? I'm, I'm an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> like almost 60 years old, right? And so technology for me, you know, I didn't always have a cell phone. I mean, I, I didn't even have a microwave when I was younger. Well, they weren't even invented yet. <laughs> so, so the learning curve, you know, things are really slow sometimes with the technology. And it can be kind of a scary place to step into. And uh, But watching other people, I remember this old guy talking about getting a haircut. I know you had him. I know you've had him on here. He's a legendary guy. But um, he was just crazy. And obviously he had all these people watching him and he was showing his passion. And so there were he's just one example that comes to mind. But there are all sorts of different examples of how people were um, were, you know, living their life's purpose. And they had a, a road map to follow to to um, act, to actualize that, to, to really right. to really make it happen and, and to present themselves you know, you don't have to be on the camera, right? There's so many different ways with legendary that you can that you can create um, a different life for yourself. Not not completely different, a life that you know that that blends in with your passions, right? It's just the perfect marriage of you know you're passionate about stuff, and maybe you're not. Maybe you you need to you need to find your passions. Um, but man, the education and passion, man, if you can blend those two things together, it's like really cool so what are some of the tips that you have i know that you said you have a, a class and and sort of some some um some specific teaching around people right. finding their passion or clarifying their passion what, right. you know, what are some of the kind of what are some quick tips that you could give some people that are maybe more specific to this they're coming in they're trying to pick a niche you know they're trying to decide should i just go do i have to be passionate about it do you, but let's let's start with just kind of some basic tips about identifying what you're passionate about and and apply it to this business if you can Sure. One of the exercises I love to lead is is a visualization exercise, and I and I guide people through it. And it's um, going back to your childhood, right? We all, as kids, had clear things we were passionate about, and and adults pointed out, "Oh my God, he's he loves this and this, or she's so good at this, or you know, we can't stop him from doing this." So we all had these 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 th uh, things that we were passionate about and we were tapped into our life purpose as kids but as we grow up as we get embarrassed we get you know we we get into life and as adults man most people have no clue what what they even like anymore yeah. because they're they get into this nine to five or this you know this grind where they're just every day and getting up and and doing the same thing and getting in a rut. Not that that's all bad, but people lose sight of what really, really drives them and what excites them. And so if you can go back to your childhood and remember the things that you really love to do and try to find a way to work those back into your life. Singing was one for me. I'd love to sing. And um, I hadn't in years except in the shower and car, you know, probably, thank goodness for most people. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I decided, look, I'm passionate about this. It's something that, that I have let go of. And so I joined a, a audition for a community choir and they let me in. And, and so now I sing. But anyway, back to that. Tap into to, um, your childhood. Get back there and really think mm. about what it was that, that um, got you going. Wow. You know, I noticed a couple of years ago that I really didn't have any pa any hobbies. I was just working and raising my family. That's right. all I was doing. And and over the past couple of years, I've integrated or reintegrated back in fishing. And I and I love watches as well. You know, I love wristwatches. That's kind of a hobby, a passion of mine. I don't share it like super publicly because it's kind of a personal thing for me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And 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 they they they're they're pretty expensive pieces, some of them. So I don't like to, you know, kind of go out there and put them all over the internet. I don't know. <laughs> I've gotten a little more private as as my as I've gotten a little older, you know. <laughs> I got I got I got little kids, you know what I mean? Um, so I can't just think about myself. But um it's really been amazing to have clarity over the last couple of years. And I said this to my wife, I think a couple of days ago. I said, you know, this is what I you know, I work family these are my hobbies right and and um and uh oh i know what i was doing i was reorganizing my phone screen that's what i was doing and i was putting all my work stuff on the things that i use for work on the front page oh wow right and then i was putting my social media financial and hobbies on the second page that's fishing and 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 watch stuff and then third page is just you know bullshit and i'll probably all put it in a folder but I was like, oh my God, I have hobbies. <laughs> you know, that's my point. <laughs> and I could I could remember a time for many years that like I I I didn't I wasn't tapped into what I like. And 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 my business started to become a grind mm -hmm. and it started to feel like a job. And so whether you kind of tap into your passions because you want to make sure that you have balance in your life or whether you tap into your passions because you do want to enter into that niche. I think it's a great idea to be in touch with those. Absolutely. You know? It feels so good to get back in touch with what, uh, what makes you happy and what makes yeah. you, we all have that thing, right. And it gets clouded. So yeah, get back in touch with that. And, uh, and have fun, man. It's it's life is so much fun. There's so much stuff out there to do and see and learn and and uh, ruts happen, man. You just talked about one. I mean, you yeah. have you've built an amazing uh, community. Uh, I wanted to say like a product. It's not even that. It's just this whole like right. I don't know even how to describe it. But what you've created. But yeah, I mean that too for you can just turn into this grind and it's interesting to hear even you say like yeah i was like working so much and losing sight of what what interests me and yeah so yeah it's and if you ever want to fish <laughs> i live on three lakes you're always welcome to come to michigan in michigan yeah yeah fresh that's a very different scene for me dude i mean because i'm only i'm only saltwater fishing down here oh you know right I mean? yeah, yeah well so, we'll have to rinse some of that salt off you someday <laughs> I know, man. I mean, it's, 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 that salt will tear, eat you the bone, baby. It will. So I, I, you got emotional earlier and you said your life has changed over the past year. Can you say more about specifically how? Yeah, I can. So, um, I started making content and one of my TikTok videos blew up. I got 5.6 million views. I think it has now. And then quite a few after that went 
went pretty wild. And what ended up happening was I was contacted by Amazon and given one of their first 20 slots in the organization and storage uh, area as a influencer. And so it's not, uh, it's not an affiliate, an influencer. Um, I, I film videos and upload them to my storefront on Amazon. So I was given that opportunity, um, which is, uh, you know, it it was a step in a direction that I never could have imagined. Um, I teach uh, um, an instant pot cooking class for the senior citizens in my community. And I give um, organization workshops at the library. Um, I was contacted by um, Cadre. It's a new health and wellness app startup, C-A-D-R-E dot I-O, and offered a position as a content creator for them as a coach. So shortly after I did that, they contacted me and said, we want to bring you on as part of our core team and um, bring you on board as, as the Cadre um uh, founder, a uh, founding group of creators, which just, man, it's just crazy. Wow. That's really, really been cool. And, um, God, I mean, so much is different and mm. I've created, I don't, I don't have to leave my house. I can do all, I mean, I love to leave my house, I don't want to get but all, I mean, I work from, with my dog and I cook and I film and I, it's just the coolest life. I never thought that I'd step into uh, this life. I just really didn't. And um, so, yeah, I've got all sorts of things going on. I'm really, really busy, which is great. I'm doing things that I'm passionate about I'm working for Amazon. I'm, I'm uh, coaching and, and giving classes to the people in my community. And I'm just, I've never, ever been happier. And that's why I get emotional because, you know, I'm at a point in my life where I thought I'd be slowing down. I thought I'd be, you know, like, oh man, I'm getting to be 60. I said, <laughs> retirement kick in. I should probably get on Medicaid. And I mean, all that, blah, I can hear it, right? I can hear those voices coming after me. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I really do feel like my life, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but I feel like it's just beginning. I really do. I feel like I'm just now stepping into um, a spot where I've always belonged. So that's why I get emotional because it's overwhelming. It's, it's, uh, and none of this would have happened without legendary. It, it was, it was the, um, it was the missing piece for me. For me, it was. Yeah, man. I mean, what, it's easy to understand why why you would be emotional over such change. I mean, and and how many people in their fifties, in their sixties? I mean, I I can't say that I'm I'm thirty nine. I'm, I'm so I'm not having those feelings right now, those thoughts. But I wonder how many people who are watching the show are that it's like oh, pulling up on that sixty. Time to turn my license in. Time to turn everything in. You know, life's over basically, and. We- you know, you know, that's pretty much some of the, 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 the morbid thoughts that some of us have, you know, I mean, we, we can sometimes catastrophize and go to worst case scenario. And what you've discovered is, is that, you know, um, that, that, that sometimes what we project and, and, and even our best thinking, even our best thinking, (laughs) 
<laughs> is, is not always that great. And I got to remind myself of that all the time too. That's one of the reasons why it's important for me to stay plugged in to the things that I do. I mean, at very first it was me plugging into 12 step programs and getting clean in 2008. And then it's been me plugging into different entrepreneur communities and recovery communities to make. And I just joked with this last night about with my chef. I, my wife and I hired a chef last year. So we, oh, we, one of the things that another one, I'll give you my number. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I would love to have a, a meal cook for you by you one day. Um, but I said to, to my chef last night, I, she was saying she was in her head. She said, how was your day? We were like, great. And they were like, how, how was yours? And she said, um, well, I was in my head today or whatever. And you know, we, we don't go into super personal details. She's so, so respectful and wonderful. But I said, I joked and I said, well, my, I got a bad, it's a bad neighborhood up there on these shoulders. I try not to go in there alone personally, you know, and it just is a reminder, right? That our best thinking sometimes is not even at the, at the tip of our potential or at the tip of what's possible. It's true. That's a great reminder. Yeah. Yeah. And, and where did that come from? Where did those thoughts come from? They came from somebody else. They came from other people, us just listening and believing. And, um, you know, it, it, it sometimes it's hard to sort and sift through what's actually true and what's not, especially when we've been hearing things our whole life, like, um, you, you know, an honest day's work for an honest day's wage. I mean, there's some people who might come into this business and start earning commissions at home and feel guilty, like they're not working hard. That's how powerful, you know, beliefs can be that and is. things that we've heard our whole life. And here you are pr proving not only yourself completely wrong, that your prediction about your 60s were going to be, you know, just downhill, baby. I mean, again, turn it all in. Just turn it all in. We right? call it, but yeah, the bucket list turns into a fuck it list. You're like, you just can't get to everything. So you're like, nah, I'm never going to do that. And now your 60s are like the new 30s for you. At least that's the way you're describing them. Yeah, I feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, a wonderful reminder for everybody on uh, who's listening, who is thinking that, you know, you're 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 coming up on those 60s and it's and it's all over. And again, that I, I, I I'm not qualified to talk about that because I'm not at that age yet. But you certainly are. And it's damn inspirational to, to hear. What else would you like for people to hear or be reminded of this morning um, as as we're talking about your wonderful story? What what else has been a what else has been a, a, a either a shocker to you or has, has been something another way that your life has changed? Maybe that you didn't expect it. Is there something else that stands out to you that people watching might not even know is possible? You know, they come in thinking, hey, I'd like to earn a couple of bucks or something or I'd like to get a bill paid or whatever. And then before you know it, a year later, your whole life is entirely different. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, one thing that's coming up for me right now is how we shortchange ourselves. We were just talking about how right. we shortchange our actual whole life. But we also, I believe, shortchange and underestimate what we can accomplish. Are you surprised about what you've accomplished? Are you, you seem sort of almost shocked by it, like Amazon reaching out, all this. Are you surprised how fast things have moved? I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked at how fast things have moved. That's one of the things that, you know, 
these these things are are, are um, overwhelmingly um, positive for me. But they, you know, they have come at a rate that I just I never could have imagined. And you know, um, I when I say you know this this happened in less than a year, or I, it, it just blows my mind how fast things can turn when your focus turns, when your focus shifts. And I know for me, and I heard you with um, the best thinking, as soon as you said that, I just, I, I knew I had heard that many times before. <laughs> and I thought, man, I, I can be my, my own worst enemy. I hear that a lot too, but really my thinking can get so like, that voice in my head, that gremlin, I call him, that says, you can't do that. What are you doing? You're lying. Nobody's going to believe you. Nobody's going to believe what you have to say. Shut up. You know that yeah. we all, I know we do. I know we all have that voice that inside our head that, that tries I to do. I do. us away, right? You do. I do. You're an imposter. You don't, you know, all of that. And what's happened is, is that my, uh, the, the, the course of my life right now and and the gifts that the universe has given me have shut that voice down mm. and it's and it still pops up but man i can shut it down like that because <clears throat> um because it's just not true it's just not true and i have evidence that it's not but it doesn't it's not it doesn't happen that fast and the thing about legendary that's so cool is that um if you keep if you keep checked in um, somebody else has that positive thinking that you need, right? So I yeah. may be down today, but you know, somebody in the community has what I need and can lift me up. So, and they also are a constant reminder that my thinking's not right. My thinking's not right. Don't forget, you know, check in with other people. And when we're all by ourselves, uh, that voice can get louder and louder and louder. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's a it, it's it's a really scary thing when you think about those voices and how yeah. loud they get. And I'll tell you one of the things that I've done, because when I got clean in 2008 and then was kind of like trying to glue my ass back down, back onto my body that because it fell off basically for, <laughs> for, from about like 10 years of, you know, or whatever it was, eight years of, of rough living in my early late teens and early twenties, it took about a year for me to kind of figure, you know, just kind of clear the fog. And then of course I started to get motivated. I was working with my dad construction and doing a little MLM on the side and then got on the internet and I, I had all those voices, the same exact voices, and I still have them sometimes today. But one of the things that I've done in that has helped tremendously is use my business as a place to be able to be talking and speaking and serving and delivering value, which gets me outside of myself. Similar to what you do when you go and you help seniors with those cooking classes and doing those things, you're getting out of yourself. You're serving other people. It is impossible. It is now try it impossible to be on the pity pot, to be in the victim role mindset, and to be in total and complete self sabotage and just tearing yourself to shreds when you're serving somebody else, when you're giving to somebody else, when you're just in that service mindset and you're actually doing something. And you know what? For me, what I discovered was 
instead of sitting around on that poor me, because I too was very depressed about my future at 25, 24, 25 years old. When I started this, I had a rap sheet because of my addiction. I had, you know, had fake IDs and entering contraband into facilities, you know, all kinds of little addict felonies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I had no high school diploma. I had no college education. I had no business experience. And I was a young punk kid. And I just thought nobody, no, 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 nobody. And plus, I didn't come from wealth. I didn't come from my father and I were literally living in the same house when I started this. Um, and it was that sharing, Dan. It was that actually telling my story and trying to use my mess as a message to serve other people and actually inspire myself somehow, some way. Some of it was me acting as if I didn't always feel as good as I was communicating. I didn't, I didn't always feel on the inside as good as I was projecting on the outside. But over time, the more that I talked and the more that I shared my story and the more that I served others and the more that I kept that consistent focus of, of sharing my story, marketing, and the core of your business, no matter what niche you're in, has to be helping people. And you have to demonstrate you can help them by helping them. And that's what's actually going to want to make them buy more. And so my whole content strategy, and this is exactly what we teach, is to go out there and edutain people. <laughs> educate them, entertain them. And in doing so, it will get you out of yourself. Mm. It will help you to have a, a, a more positive outlook on life and feel better on the inside instead of full of that imposter syndrome, um, shame, and that, and, that, and that doubt and that fear that we all have. Mm. We begin, and I, and I saw it happening in recovery rooms too like Narcotics Anonymous, Alcoholics Anonymous, where people would come in. I was the same way. I came in full of shame, full of doubt, full of fear, and they asked me to tell my story. And I said, I don't know how, I don't know how to tell my story. I was, I was actually going into to, to a drug treatment facility with about 30 days clean in 2008. And, I, and, and he said, my buddy Scott said, well, you're sharing your story tonight. I said, I don't have a story. I, I just got clean. He said, yes, you do. I said, I wouldn't know how to tell it. He said, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. Get your ass in there. You're telling the story. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what? That was the beginning of me getting outside of myself, and I've stayed clean for 14 years because I have focused on that carrying that message. And I believe that, that entrepreneurship and marketing is the same way, especially for us solopreneurs who are doing it on our own. It really is about getting outside of yourself. And when you do that, not only simultaneously will you grow your business because that's exactly what attracts people and makes them want to buy more and, and, and kind of follow you, but simultaneously your mental health and your view of yourself will evolve. That's been my experience. It sounds like it's your experience too, Dan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it is our... Um... It's our stories that connect us. It's it's. Um, I have a friend who says, "I just can't get to. I I just can't get close to people until they show me they're vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, 
when we drop down all that bullshit, all the little wall we put up to make everybody think we're this or that, when you really drop it down, when I talked about getting in touch with who, what you're passionate about, you know, dropping down the screen and getting, letting people see who you really are, man, people are always going to accept that and connect with it. Yeah. And Brene Brown wrote a great book about this. It's called Daring Greatly. Oh, yes. And, you know, if any of you are feeling like, um, yes, it is true for children of alcoholics. I am that as well, Julie. Um, many of us have a lot of things, Julie, in our life and the rest of you who are, you know, like I could not figure out a lot of my stuff and how to kind of transform it. I had been in treatment. I had been in recovery programs and stuff like that. And for, for me, it really took like entrepreneurship really changed my life because it allowed me to connect with people like for me in recovery rooms and stuff. It was difficult to find really driven, motivated people. It was a lot of people who were just holding on, trying to stay sober. And so when I got into entrepreneurship and I got into this whole world, I found not only people who were taking good care of themselves, but they had also developed skills and were motivated and, and all this. So it's it entrepreneurship in a way really saved my life because it really gave me a purpose and a platform to be myself out in a public domain, you know, to, it gave me a, a way to be able to share my story and, in, in, in release some of the shame from it. We all carry around this big blanket of shame. I feel like attached to the mistakes and the failures in our life. And that's part of the image management that you were just describing right. that we all try to hide. Image and, like and, that. And, 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 and what entrepreneurship and marketing has done for me is it's allowed me to share little beats, bits of myself with the world, with strangers who, believe it or not, can oftentimes be easier to share things than with your personal right. friends and family, yeah. okay? So while you're getting negative comments out there, also remember that these people, you're never going to see them again, most likely. So just learn to take the feedback, learn to take the comments, take the meat, leave the bones and don't take it personal, but focus on sharing little bits and pieces of yourself and getting more comfortable doing it, getting more comfortable telling stories because what entrepreneurship has been in online marketing for me is a wonderful testing grounds to where, you know what, if I really put up something and I absolutely hate it and it's causing me pain, I can always just take it down. But it's a it's a beautiful testing grounds for me to test, mm -hmm. you know, a story here or getting vulnerable there, sort of like Brene Brown talks about. And if any of you, particularly guys, but also ladies, uh, if you're feeling like you're having a difficult time letting down those walls, like you're having a difficult time being honest, like you're having a difficult time getting in touch, then I would point you to Brene Brown. She is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful teacher around the topic of vulnerability and specifically how much more powerful of a leader you can become when you when you're vulnerable and vulnerable in 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 the workplace, which was for many decades. You talk about old school. Mm -hmm. not something that was like people did. I mean, men didn't even go to the doctors, at least my grandfathers right. didn't. Right, right. And so now, you know, life is all about connection, particularly because we're on the internet. And the one thing that bonds us is emotion and vulnerability. Otherwise, we're just staring at a screen, right? Right. So that's why it's so important in on the internet is to learn how to be vulnerable because it is a... It's a 
It's a tool. It really is. Being vulnerable is a tool to both build your own confidence and accept yourself, but it's also a tool to connect more deeply and build trust and rapport with other people. You, do you agree, Dan? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I remember on TikTok that, that I remember they were blowing up because I studied TikTok real, real closely is that these um, story time, right? Story time. And they all had like all these views and people were following them so they could hear the next part of the story. But people connect with your story. They want to hear about you. They want to hear who you are. They don't want to hear a laundry list of fluff and, you know, whitewashed bullshit. People want to hear who, who you really are. It's, um, I love the, <clears throat> the thought of, um, how, how vulnerability really does connect us. And um, we're talking about Brene. I, all I could, I always, I'm very visual and I pictured the arena, right? Like, you know, when you're in the arena, pe people, you don't get to, you don't, you don't get to throw mud at people if you're not down there in the arena doing your thing too, right? So those voices from the crowd, I mean, there's something about her, man, her message is so cool, but that that whole the whole deal about um, vulnerability and and uh, being in the the arena and 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 um, out out there in in the trenches, uh, doing what it takes and <clears throat> those people up in the bleachers don't get to tell you that you're not doing a good job because exactly. they're not exactly doing anything you know yeah. and those yeah. are the people that are the loudest of course the people that aren't doing anything want to tell you that you can't do anything either. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about Brene Brown. It's B R Brene B Brene, not Rene Brene Brown. I think it's spelled like Rene, but with a B added to the front. You're right, though. And we give the negative voices the one comment or the one commenter who's just toxic. We 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 give that you know so much credit because it's uh, it's i think it's just human nature that we we don't hear the positive feedback as loudly as we hear the negative feedback right and so that's a difficult thing to deal with on the internet um and it's also now part of also something that boosts your algorithm and and that can help your business it, it's sort of like any sort of press is good press right <laughs> uh, uh, you know so it, you know it's it's that's why I think it's important, and it was for me, to tell my story and figure out who I was, right? Figure out who I was through my marketing and how I chose to be more personal. Everybody doesn't have to be as personal or as or as vulnerable as I have been. I have chosen, and by the way, folks, as I've talked about my addictions and my, my, my past um, life struggles, I've also been doing a lot of work along the way, both recovery work, therapy work, all these kind of things. So I make sure that I don't use my audience as kind of my, you know, emotional punching bag where I'm just kind of, you know, I'm also processing things and trying to grow mm -hmm. outside of my work. And between those two things, I have... Um, really through telling my story and sharing and marketing also figured out more of who I am. Right. And that's kind of what I heard you describing. It was sort of like you hit 60 and you were kind of like, like losing yourself in a way, like didn't have a clear future. Didn't, didn't remember how awesome you were. 
And this has renewed and reclarified and reminded you of who you are, how, how passionate you are, how much you love to live life, you know, and, and also probably helped you to process through other things. I'm sure in some of your videos, you've, you've maybe gotten personal or shared things, but either way, it's helped you to regain that confidence and also rebuild your identity. Absolutely. Would you say that that's accurate? Oh, absolutely. As you were talking and picturing myself physically leaving the house and how different I am when I walk around the world. When I go out in my community, I have my head held high. You know, I, I, every day is not great. Like life is life. But um, all in all, I am proud to be where I am now. And I'm proud of the work that I've done. And I'm proud that I was able to tap into the gifts that I, you know, I'll always have. We just because we get older, it doesn't mean you lose your gifts. You know, they may change a little bit, but um, and maybe even for the better. <laughs> you know, when you get older like me, you get to share other other stuff about. You know, all, all the elderly they're always talking about. Oh, my aching knees and my back. So <laughs> you get to share all sorts of tidbits like that, but. No, it's it's uh, the way the way I show up in the world is is much different now, and and I have um, a different sense of confidence, and that that imposter voice is so much more quiet now. Mm, wonderful. Well, yeah. Dan, it's it's just been so fun, such a pleasure to to connect with you here. I'm so glad that you accepted my invitation to come on and share your your story, man. It's been so cool to get to know you and I'd love to follow up and do a, do a, you know, a follow-up episode in the near future. With oh, you. I would love that. Yeah. Anytime, Dave. Anytime. All right, my friend. Well, um, stay warm up in Michigan and, uh, and, and off. get up here and uh, we'll rinse you off sometime. All right, buddy. All right, my friend, have a wonderful day. Stay legendary. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, Dave. Bye. All right, everybody go follow Dan at the.organizer.man, okay? The organizer man, and there's a period between the and organizer, okay? So uh, there's a period between those three words. Um, so wow, 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 wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, what an incredible example of uh, not only re- clarifying, reigniting passions and in 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 finding rediscovering who you are, rediscovering who you are. Wow. I'm I'm inspired. Um this is definitely worth a re-listen. If you're feeling you came in on the tail end and you didn't catch all of Dan's story, I'm gonna end so you can go back and re-listen to this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Dan, for sharing such an incredible story. And thank you, all of you who are listening and participating and contributing to this conversation in the comments or just listening and preparing for your breakthrough. We'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. Get out of here.